Hello and welcome to episode number 169 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. No real plugs this time around. This is a, uh, as sort of promised on the previous episode, this is a anime heavy episode, uh, kind of trying to retrace a little bit of the lost anime episode that we have. Uh, with Angelo Diodrenero and Casey, uh, whose last name I am drawing a bag on once again in these intros. Should have been more prepared. Did not do so. But uh, yeah, she uh, pops in uh, to provide some opinions on some animes that we discussed and some other random things here and there that we covered in this sort of a catching up anime heavy episode the second part of our infinity war review is going to be next week probably along with one or two other movies because by the time that episode goes up which is probably going to be next week it might not be next week because schedule wise there's some weird stuff going on movies and stuff that we all need to catch up on so, yeah, there might be a double episode or just a, an episode split into two that is in the second part of the Infinity War review, as well as a Deadpool 2 review, as well as a Ready Player One review, as well as probably, probably a, probably a solo review, though we might wait a little bit on that one. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for the plugs. Honestly, there's a couple of live shows. As always, Living Room Comedy Show, you can check that out. That is uh, every Friday at the Postmark Cafe, 6th Street between 4th and 5th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn. That is free every Friday at 8 p.m. They have a website that I should probably link to in the doobly-doo, but I will probably forget to. But uh, yeah, you should probably start reserving your tickets for that because that show has gotten a lot more popular. So they're now asking people to reserve your free seats at that and uh, that's it in the meantime uh, 100 uh, this is uh, episode 169 of the nerpo quote podcast as always if you like this episode let us know in the twitter at t- nerd at nerpo quote on twitter we are live tweeting a couple of things sort of westworld i will readily admit that we have kind of given up on all the cw shows couldn't help it. We're probably going to do a little bit of it, maybe a mini episode about that in a later episode. And uh, yeah, uh, also the website, nerpoco.com. More stuff is going up. I know I always say that, but this time it is actually going to happen. Yeah, episode 169, Nerpoco podcast. Yep. Yeah, why not? Did you actually do it? Yeah, awesome. I did. <laughs> And we join Jamie live at the last quarter of his sandwich, taking big bites. He has very good technique, very good technique. That sandwich doesn't stand anything. The funny story, the last uh, team to successfully finish a sandwich was Liverpool. <laughs> okay, now, now, now the doorbell rang, so <laughs> Either Jamie or the Tacos. 
As tasty as I am, I would say go tacos. <laughs> this is a food-centric podcast now. That's what's happening. <laughs> we, we haven't been this food-centered in, uh, since Justin dropped a piece of his enchilada in his shoe. Yeah. I do notice that we talk about food a lot less on this podcast when Justin isn't with us. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Every uh, I think the the uh, the uh, what we're now calling the lost episode. Oh. Uh, there was there was apparent there was a lot of talk uh, of uh, of the mostly about Justin eating food. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's just that happened. Uh we all, we all just miss him. We miss him. He hasn't been here for a while. I hope he's doing well uh, in the freezing Antarctic where he went to find himself. Yeah, he uh, just saw Avengers. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I directed him to the most recent episode of the podcast <laughs> where you ranted uh, a lot of things that uh, I had not really thought about until you ranted them. And then I was just like, oh, I can't really dispute anything you're saying. <laughs> Those are all accurate criticisms. Still love the movie, but yeah, I think that's going to be like the like my official stance on it. Uh, fun to see, but just don't think about it for too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, just to let everybody in the audience know, uh, after the incel challenge I gave Jamie, uh, yeah. the original Jamie died, and this is Earth 2 Jamie? Yes. Who is the same as Jamie in every way, except DC regrets him. Which is, so. which is, which is funny, because I don't know when that incel episode is going to go up, so, <laughs> so, theoretically, this will go up before then, so, uh, we, we, we don't, we, yeah, we don't, I'm... We're just going to assume that Earth-1 Jamie took the, the incel uh, challenge and was killed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Earth-2 Jamie's pretty cool. He's not wearing a hat. No. That might be the big difference. Yeah. <laughs> I do, however, have a mustache, so I might be the evil one. That's true. Although although Earth-1 Jamie also had a mustache. He had less of a mustache, but uh, <laughs> so maybe that makes him less evil. I don't know. <laughs> Be- <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, let's go with yes. Yeah, yes. There, there can only be one mustache. Oh, this is off to a great start. So- <laughs> yes, it is. We started with you, com- you uh, commentating on my eating of the sandwich. I have not, I mean, uh, there were obviously things that you wanted to talk about. There were things that I wanted to talk about as well. Well, I, I got to rant for two hours last time, so yeah. if you want to start with one. Like, uh, so there, there are some animes Yay. that I have actually been watching. I haven't had as You're one of us now. <laughs> yeah. Not, I mean, I haven't had as much time as I would like. I would have liked, I mean, before actually recording this, mm-hmm. but I am <coughs> dying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now about halfway through. <coughs> The second season of My Hero. Good. Uh, I've heard amazing things about season three, especially like latter season oh, three. Yeah. No, no, like like the season three. Well, season three hasn't really gotten to latter yet, but it's okay. really it's really good. I mean, it, I guess it depends on what you count as season. 
Okay. Um, like, it, are you counting season as arcs or like as anime seasons? Uh, because you should be in arc three right about now. I think I'm almost done with the uh the like sports games thing. Yeah, that that was arc three. And, okay, but we're just we season three just we're like five six episodes in. Right. Okay. Season okay. Three just started, but that's like arc six or something. Oh, uh, so it hasn't all gone up yet. No, it hasn't. All gone oh, up. okay. Okay. So I got I got some time. Yeah, I you got, got time, time. Although you're missing out in some cool shit. Yeah. So. Uh, I you know I have not. I'm been kind of reorganizing my life mm-hmm. to, for all intents and purposes, watch more anime and try and <laughs> get my ass out to an open <laughs> mic and like yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm 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 I, proud of you for prioritizing. I did. I will say I have now watched. I want to say the first five or six episodes of Ancient Magus Bride. Okay. And the one. It's beautiful, by the way. I think the episode I just finished was the, the where she goes to the land of the dragons. Oh yeah, good shit. Good shit. Which is a really good episode. There, I still am having a little bit of a, like, I knew that this is what it was, mm-hmm. but I'm having a little bit of a stumbling block of getting over the initial dude bought a girl. Uh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still in that kind of, who he just told, I'm going to marry you. Like, Give it a bit. Yeah, give it a bit. Like, like that, I mean, I'm like that didn't ruin it for me, but like the fact that that's where it starts, mm-hmm. like the part of my brain that is just like, just made a part of my brain just go. Oh, you didn't watch the OVA first, did you? I did not watch the OVA. That's first. actually the quote-unquote proper way to. Okay. To okay. Watch it. So I had wa- I had start I had watched OVA a couple first. of episodes of of the OVA. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch the OVA. Yeah, then. and then and then it transitions into because okay. what you're seeing is you're seeing like a defining point in uh, Chisei's life at the beginning of the OVA, and then it takes you all the way back to the beginning, and then what you're doing is that that catches you up to the start of the anime, which then catches you up until its break point between season one and season two, okay. which is where the OVA is, and then season two is the future of Chisei. So. And I only... It's just because it's... What I found is is the the problem that I almost always run into is mm-hmm. that there's just too much content. There is a lot of content. That was and a- and there are things that I that I definitely know I will dig. Like I want to get back to watching gamers. Right. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I watched one episode of Yuri on Ice, and I was like, oh. I'm going to get to that too, but I feel like it's going to be a little while before I get to that. Yeah. Well, the um, so, so here's the funny thing. I would not be able to watch the amount of anime that I watch if I didn't keep up with it on a weekly basis. Yeah. Like, the fact that I can watch, like, an episode of anime every day and stay current... Um, is what allows me to do it. If I had, like, a huge backlog of it, That's why there's this, like, huge blank spot of anime, like, from the early 2010s for me. Where I just yeah. wasn't watching shit, and I have no idea what happened, and I'm never gonna know. Yeah, I, I, my big thing is, 
when I usually catch up is Friday afternoons, which isn't always possible because I'm not always free Friday afternoons, and Sundays. Right. It's basically Sundays until now Westworld pops on. Right. And then and then I watch Westworld or I watch Westworld a little bit late and then I wait until they release because it airs on the East Coast. They release the episode of Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Which I, I do you watch it? Have you watched Into I the ha- Bad? I haven't caught up on that. That was one of those things that I watched the first three episodes of, and I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty cool." But then I had all this other shit to watch. Yeah, you know, like around the time when it came out. My my big uh, thing that I tell people about Into the Badlands mm-hmm. is I started to watch Into the Badlands mm-hmm. after I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before. After being completely disillusioned and angry. About Iron Fist, uh-huh. and to be well, perfectly better than Iron Fist. Well, yeah. To be perfectly honest, Into the Badlands has a lot, especially the first season, has a lot of parts that you just are kind of grown worthy. Uh, a lot of the acting from various actors is very uneven. The storytelling, to a, a large extent, can be very uneven. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those shows that if you like. It's basically... It has very pretty punching. Well, here's what I'll say. Uh, the costuming on it, that whoever does the costuming on that show, just give them an Emmy because mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Like, right. all the yeah. costumes. Even, like, the people who are dressing in rags. Right. Like, yeah. it looks Those like... very pretty hobos. It, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a really artfully put-together hobo, is yeah. basically... Uh, but the thing about that show is... The easiest way to describe it is it's Mad Max with Kung Fu if... More Kung Fu. With more Kung Fu, yes. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, everything didn't dry out, Yeah, basically. It's a collapse of society happened. It's kind of gone back to sort of medieval times and everyone does Kung Fu. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd recommend it. But like I said, at the time, there was just so many other things on. I will say it gets significantly better which is kind of not a surprise there's like a lot of shows they have a first season that's pretty good uh-huh. and then they hit that second season and it's just like oh see I you prefer- you you've hit your i prefer that like i've been i've been unfortunately uh uh watching a lot of stuff that is good for the first few seasons and then goes downhill quickly. Oh yeah. Um that is like, that is every CW show like, currently watch, on do, the air right do, now. Do you watch uh the Netflix original Voltron series? Yes, I have a lot of feelings about that actually. I really like the first season. Really like parts of the second season. Uh-huh. Uh third and fourth season are kind of meh. Mm-hmm. Fifth season has also been kind of meh. Well, fifth season is better than the fourth season. Yes, the fourth season That's was about what I could say. Yes, like... yeah. I would, I would say that like the fourth season was awful, but it was like there was nothing I think that happened in that season where that you could you could have stopped right there. Yeah, there was nothing that happened. Yeah. in that season. You know, that's fair enough. But no, like you, you, the the thing is, um, the fourth season was the one where it was like, hey. Keith's a character. We can't have that be a thing. Yeah. Let's just throw him in a locker. And I mean, that's because, um, what's his bucket? I can't remember the actor name. 
Jeremy Shadow? Is it Jeremy Shadow? No, no. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, to play Shiro. Yeah. No, 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 no. The one, the one that plays, the one that plays Keith. Oh. From The Walking. Plays Keith. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Somebody else. Yeah. Is that his name, really? What the guy who plays Keith? Yeah. Jeremy Shadow. Yeah. Huh. Uh, just what, before we get to that, I just one more thing on Into the Badlands is go for it. That one of the huge reasons why season two is so much better mm-hmm. is that Nick Frost joined the cast, and he just he I mean he eats he eats scenery, <laughs> but the fact that and spoiler mm-hmm. sort of although it's not really that much of a spoiler because i think it happens in like the first or the second at someone midway through the first or the second episode right. of the season mm-hmm. nick frost doing kung fu <laughs> is amazing <laughs> and it also has a phenomenal like the end of the season is much better than the end of season one and then season three has taken uh that and like the where all the characters are now is like significantly changed and also huge thing about season three mm-hmm. that i love and and whoever is in charge of that show very smart decision mm-hmm. lewis tan is i don't know if you guys know who lewis tan is lewis tan is a does a bunch of uh He's been in his small roles, either in a stunt capacity or like a little. He played uh, the guy in Iron Fist who does like the drunken oh, fighting great. thing. Memorable character. Anyway, go on. Well, n- yeah, he's the <laughs> only memorable character in that in that show. Uh, he's playing Shatterstar in, in Deadpool two. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, so Which I can't wait to see this weekend. Yeah, he is. He's he got the the thing that kind of blew him up a little bit in everyone's minds mm-hmm. is that. He started a hashtag when it was revealed that he was involved with Iron Fist. That uh, was that was can't fake it or something like that. Okay. Uh, and granted, he was in Iron Fist briefly, but also got really far in the casting process uh-huh. to actually play Iron Fist. Uh, he also happens to be this gorgeous man. And in season three, they started the episode in which they introduced him. The very beginning of the episode is him just shirtless doing like Tai Chi in a prison cell. Yeah. And I was just like, for anyone who's. Yeah. It's for anyone who's a fan of Louis Tan, it was just like, okay, whoever made that decision knows exactly who they cast and exactly what they're doing. Because he's just. He is beautiful like he's just a beautiful beautiful uh asian man and he's just like i mean he's also one of those people who on twitter and amongst various he's a thirst trap right he's a known thirst trap Mm -hmm. uh do i have to explain what a thirst trap is maybe to the audience okay thirst trap is essentially uh a term for a man who is just like makes makes you thirsty (laughs) for him basically i mean that's there's there's probably a better explanation i I am very white and it is not a term that was invented by white people so (laughs) so in all fairness but yes it is a man or women although i have a woman although i have seen it more applied to men right it is yeah it's basically a man who makes you thirsty for him 
And Louis Tan is definitely a man of that. He's also just like dope, like martial right, artist, stunt yeah. person, and that helps a lot. So, um, uh, not that I want to wrestle this back to Voltron, but no, uh, go ahead. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I I didn't know who the actor was, but I knew that you were wrong, and I can't pass up an opportunity to prove you wrong. Okay, uh, Keith is played by Steven Yun. Oh yes, yeah, so. Je- no. Then then who does who plays Shiro? Then who is Jeremy Shadow play? Because I know he's on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe Zoltar or somebody like that. Lotor. Lotor. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. You have a phone. You can Google this. <laughs> well, I was thinking that because, like, I, I, I knew that he was the Asian actor from The Walking Dead. Okay, Stephen Nguyen. Yeah, Stephen Nguyen. I'm a horrible, horrible person. You, <laughs> if I, I, I guess I wasn't like focusing when you said that because I immediately would have that. Uh, can you? Plug that into the... Oh, yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> my phone into the iPhone jack. Sorry. Um, but... But the... But what I was saying earlier was he was doing a lot of other work. Yeah. And so they ended up writing him out of the plot. Yep. Right after he became the main focus of the plot. Yep. So now he's supposed to be the leader, and now we're just gonna have him be part of this. We're putting him in this plot locker. Yeah, and and, but the problem was now nobody gets to be a character. You know. Yeah. Now like Hunk doesn't get to be a character. Uh, And he, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, my friend Jared basically got massively turned off the first season when Hunk was, for all intents and purposes, just a walking fat joke. Right. And he was just like, nope. Done. Yeah. We're pointing our mics at you. Yeah, just, yeah, I really want this to be picked up. So I'm sorry. I, 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 I was going to not participate because I'm eating, but I couldn't hold my opinions inside of me. Food's so. back in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Hunk's the one who in season one goes to the rock planet and is like, we have to save these innocent rock people. And also I want to kiss this rock person. Um, and we're like, yeah, Hunk, you do you. Um, and we should also save civilians and stuff. And then like, and then he never does that again. And in fact, in like season, like in later seasons, like four and five, he's like, Oh, well, why should we care about this? And I'm like, you're the one who is... You're the Cassie! How do I... You're the one who's supposed to care about stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hilariously, uh, so I showed um, uh, Voltron Season 5 to Rob, who's been on this podcast before. Yes. Um, And he got through two episodes and then turned it off and said, this has made me depressed. I do not want to watch anymore. Yeah. I mean, here's what I'll say is... There is, especially like given season one and you know a good chunk of season two, and and thinking about who are the people who are behind that show, uh-huh. that's almost what makes that the most dis- disappointing. Is like, God damn it, you're supposed to be good at this, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of feels. I- I've said this before, but it kind of feels that a different writing team picks up every season. Yeah. Like. It feels like that. Yeah. But 
So we can't have anything nice. No. Uh, no more pseudo anime. Let's just watch real anime. Right. Apparently. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, those are those are the ones that I have caught up on. By the way, I'm I'm gonna clue you in. If you want to be a cool kid, you call uh, uh, My Hero Academia Heroaka, and if you want to be nasty, you could call it Bokuaka. Just yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Now now you're clued into the cool kids. Got to wear your weeb shirt. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm making fun of a general subset of people that you happen to belong to. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's generally, I mean, I would say we could talk about, there's a lot of stuff that happened that I don't think we've talked about, but I've kind of covered on the podcast a little bit ad infinitum, but I would be curious about your opinions. So like we can what? kind of, we can kind of do like a, a, like a lightning round. Yeah. Uh, did you finish or watch Jessica Jones season two? I did not watch Jessica Jones season two. Okay, so we can skip over that. Skip that. Great, skip. we covered that. We covered cool, that. done. <laughs> uh, we did, I mean, I did a whole podcast on it, but uh, you did see Pacific Rim yes, Uprising. Yes. Uh, uh, and we, we did have a brief discussion. Briefly, of, briefly taught, it is it is stupid, but it is such a pretty stupid yeah. that I can't I can't stop looking at it. it it's it's it, as if someone took a train wreck but painted it with unicorns and like and like there was like like a family of puppies just playing in front of the tra- the train wreck. Like it, it's it's nothing about that movie is good. No. And yet it's eminently enjoyable. See, my, my thing about that, and I always make this argument to people who get, like, snobby about that, mm-hmm. uh, and I forget, it was somebody on, like, I think it was a Dana Gould podcast. Uh, it might have been Dan Telfer, but I don't uh-huh. think it was Dan Telfer. But uh, I was, my comment basically about Pacific Rim Uprising is, like, it's a shitty movie. But I love me some shitty movies. Like, well, yeah. Well, are, you like, aw- are you aware of, like, the negative positive rating scale? Uh, this sounds vaguely familiar. So, like, like you could rate a movie 0 to 10, right? But you could also rate it negative 1 to negative 10. Right? Okay. And a negative 10 is, like, a movie that is so bad it's amazing, like The Room. Yeah. You know? So, like, a Pacific Rim Uprising is, like, a good negative 6, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're like rating it that way, yeah. You know? Like, and that's fine, you know? Like, it, it's, it's, it's better than, like, a positive 3, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else came out that, like, well, Lost in Space, which I haven't finished yet because I just got bored. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I haven't actually even started that, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff in my sort of neck of the woods that you probably haven't. Okay. Like, uh, I recently finished God of War. The new God of War. Okay, I'm get we uh we now own both the PS4 and that game. We have I have not started playing it, it yet. It is amazing. It is one of the best action games I've played in a very long time. The combat is a little repetitive, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, and the RPG elements are kind of shallow, but the story is fantastic, and the characters. This is are what I've amazing. heard. Yeah. Um, like everything about that game is great. They took Kratos, who was nothing but like a testosterone fueled violence machine, yes, and made him like this damaged father figure, yeah, that felt so very real. Interest, you know? uh, interesting little like side tidbit about mm-hmm. God of War Four. 
it is the only God of War in which Kratos is not voiced by T.C. Carson. Uh, no, it's he's voiced by dude from Babylon Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? I'm I'm forgetting. Uh, no, no, uh, Babylon Five and also Stargate. Right. SG. I am. I'm forgetting What's his, his name. name? It's a phone right there. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. We don't need to know anything anymore. I mean, yeah. That, that... The guy from Babylon 5. Yeah. Babylon guy. Babylon guy. <laughs> yes. In Data Boy. Uh... <laughs> Look this up. Kratos voice. Uh, Christopher Judd. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Um... He is amazing. He is yeah. such an amazing voice. An actual actor, because he's totally mo-capped. I, I, uh, it's interesting, because I have been going down the voiceover, because Talking Tunes mm-hmm. got relaunched under Nerdist. Right. Which means now Rob Paulson, who hosts Talking Tunes, and if you don't know who Rob Paulson is, it's Pinky yeah, and yeah, yeah. and Yakko and a whole bunch of other. The he's Donatello on the new the newest incarnation of of Ninja Turtles. So it's basically he was doing it himself, and now because it's part of Nerdist, it's like he's essentially like in a studio and like yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's good though. It's good shit. It is, yeah. and there are so many people who, like, I was like, oh. Kevin Conroy's been on, like, five times. Kevin Conroy. Uh, the most recent one, however, and some of those, like, it, the people who do video, ga- uh, video game voices, uh-huh. a couple of them, I love them, but I don't, like, know them in the context of actually doing a voice, because I haven't played any of the games that they're so, actually in. So here's the weird thing about video game voice actors. There's, like, there's, like, three categories. Yeah, They're, the first category are just normal ass voice actors. These are like yeah. the people who have done voice acting and acting in other contexts, and the studio decided to uh, spend a dump load of money, you know, and be like, "All right, you know, we're gonna get you, and you're gonna be a selling point," you know. Right. Then there are the people who ended up there due to anime. Uh, yep. They usually end up being the dubbing cast of anime, and since video games uh, are filled with weepy bullshit, they end up voice acting this weepy bullshit. Yeah, although to be fair, over, especially, I would say, in, like, it's very recent, I would say even as recent as just the last 10 years, mm-hmm. the English dub voiceover people have gotten, consider have gotten you know, progressively better. No, it's true. It's true. There, there are better dubs now. Yeah. But there are also, I mean, okay. So, um, uh, uh, so anyway, I'll tell, I'll say the third category are the people who have been doing vo- video game voice acting and only video game voice acting for a very long time. Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard to understand who, uh, like, like to pick up on the big names. But on the subject of dubs getting better, here's a, a, a an example to the contrary. Uh, so I um, have been reviewing um, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Okay. Uh, it comes out June fifth, right? Um, and uh, it, it's by the way an amazing game. I can't officially review it or reveal much about it. Okay. Now, uh, but it's an amazing game. But all I will say is that the dub is great, except for one character. 
Sure. Uh, and this character is supposed to, um, and I'm not mentioning you know the character by name because if I did, I could get in trouble. But uh, this character, um, in Japanese, he's basically supposed to be like a gorgeous psychopath. Okay. You know, you could imagine the voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. In English, he has this weird surfer dude voice. That's an odd choice. Kind of sounds like this. I mean, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> like if a surfer dude had a child, and that child was Naruto. Yeah, basically. Fair yeah. enough. It's, okay. It's it's bad, and I wish that like the game was out so I could say the whole the whole deal, but because this is about all I can say. But um, I don't understand what the voice director was thinking for that role. Huh. You know? Yeah. And that is the problem that we get in uh, in localized video games and anime these days. It's not so much the voice actor is bad, it's that the voice direction is bad. Well, because uh, for the people, I mean, there there's a couple, because I've been listening and talking to this, he recently had, like, a spat of the of people who do the dubbing and they've just des- they described it to for a very long time it was just it's just a meat grinder mm-hmm. uh and even though he he loves his job there there's the guy who has dubbed goku for like the past like oh, uh, Sean tw- Schimmel, yeah yeah he's 20 a, years or he's something he's a great guy like, yeah, yeah yeah he's good at, good at what he does yeah, yeah which by the way uh, s- yeah really sidebar we might want to. I don't uh, revisit. You had a whole thing about Dragon Ball that was on the Lost episode, and 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 we lost Casey's commentary on the uh, on the uh, anime. We don't need to revisit. Uh, well. Yeah, tragic. <laughs> we tragically lost the yeah. the horror of uh, I, I, whatever the hell that anime was called. <laughs> oh, oh, girls last tour. Yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, it had it, there's horrible imagery in there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, now that we've gone off on a big tangent, God of War. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really fantastic game. Take on Norse mythology is great. Like it's a like. Uh, Even though it's from what I've heard, you know, I mean, no surprise there. Like massively takes liberties with the actual I mean, myth- mythology I mean, which yeah yeah which on the scale with which god of war treats pantheons it shows they did their research so that they could pervert it in interesting ways yeah yeah that's what i say uh, uh the uh the simple explanation of it it's god of war well, well, yeah, well that's the thing like and for that matter they cover their bases a lot like in terms yeah. of why this makes sense or doesn't make sense um but it's really it's it's just it's it's a very emotional and powerful story i got choked up at times it's also genuinely funny like the the kratos is just the ultimate straight man <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great because because for for a while there, God of War was unintentionally funny. Yeah, no, this is intentionally funny. Okay. Like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna b- brief spoilers, right? Okay, sure. Um, but like not a big thing. At one point, you meet uh, Mimir, who's trapped in a tree by Odin and tortured every day, right? Um, 
And he's like, I could help you out. You just have to chop off my head and then reanimate it so that I can tell you where to go. Sure. Right? You know, normal God of War stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So this is all sort of like a thing. Like Kratos' kid is like, oh, that's disgusting. And Kratos is like, are you sure this will work? And Mimir calls you over and it's like, I have something to tell you. Just in case this doesn't work, uh, you have to tell your son about your true identity as the God of War. Because if you lie to your son, uh, then he's only going to grow more distant from you and it's going to breed hatred between you. Uh, and Kratos is like, there are many things I would rather him not know. And so Amir's like, oh, so you care about your privacy more than your son then? And Kratos <laughs> goes, I'm going to chop off your head now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, fair. He literally says the words, fair enough. It's <laughs> like chopped off. Like it's, 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 it's genuinely, genuinely funny. That's why there's that meme out there of like the Kratos dad jokes. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. Okay. Yeah, or, where it's like, where like Atreus is like, hey, dad, why did the chicken cross the road? Obviously, there is a strategic advantage on the other side of the road, boy. <laughs> like, It, it's it's great it's great it's a it's a fantastically written game uh, I highly recommend it I'm glad you're gonna play it yeah um, I mean basically the uh, what I measured is because don't we play it on high difficulty by the way because the no. only thing that high difficulty does is make things cheap I don't ever play anything on high difficulty gotcha I just I don't I don't I I am not someone who needs to play a video game that way right it's like i'm playing it purely for the enjoyment which means nine times out of ten i'm playing it on easy yeah fair enough because and especially nowadays it's like uh yeah playing it at a higher difficulty doesn't actually improve the the story or anything it just makes the game more difficult to play I was just like, and if that, if my goal is not that I'm trying to challenge myself in how well I can play a game, I don't care about the difficulty of the game. Right. Uh, yeah, I will say that on the list now that we have a PS4 is God of War 4, uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 that they're, they're either have released or are releasing as a duo. Yeah, yeah. Although, I will say that... I played Shenmue 2 on Dreamcast as an import, Mm -hmm. which means it was entirely in Japanese and subtitled, Mm -hmm. and then tried to play Shenmue 1, Mm -hmm. and it was dubbed, and it was awful. Yeah, the Shenmue dubs have never been very good. Yeah, Uh, which makes me hope, although... Probably not going to happen that the, that the re-releases are in Japanese with subtitles. I doubt they will be. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe they will be because they I, uh, dual audio is a big thing now. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping they do the same thing. I would. I'm hoping they do with Shenmue three at least, mm-hmm. or maybe with the re-releases is that they give you the option. Yeah. Because I would much li- rather I'm, play I'm it in sure Japanese. They will. Like, yeah. I mean, this is this is like this is a high-profile game. Yeah, you know, they they should know that there are the weebs out there. Who, yeah, know, and and back. as someone who played Shenmue Two on Dreamcast as an import, right, loved the shit out of that game, mm-hmm. and because Two just ended on a what right. what what the, that what 
Is there and then and then like so many of the rumors of is it gonna come out? Oh, is did it come? And now that it's finally coming, it's like oh fuck yes! Like I'm actually really I like had we had me and the new roommate hadn't haven't hadn't split mm-hmm. the PS4. I would have bought the PS4 would have bought the PS4 just to play Shenmue three. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. We're gonna purchase that too because that's just oh cool playing that over here. Join it was, us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're, you're another one of the fighting game fans. That see, that's what we're doing. We're just gonna corrupt you. Yeah, that like, seems to be what's happening. Awesome. This is what happens when Justin isn't on the podcast. <laughs> he turns his back for three seconds, and then soon you're gonna be buying anime body pillows of your waifus. I don't think I... No, that's not going to Oh, really? Happen. Oh, really? No. Really? No. Really? No. In Hiroaka, who's best girl? What? Who's best girl in Hiroaka? I don't really have one. Really? I don't. The the, the uh, right answer is Froppy, by the way. Frog girl forever. Um, I'm very disappointed in you, Jamie. I don't... I don't. Obviously, we have more work to do. <laughs> I, I don't have an opinion one way or another about the... I will say, I want to say... I, about which female character is good? I mean, like, I'm being an asshole, but about which, like, female character... What, no, 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 no. I, I was... I, I, I would say... Th- I'm saying that, and and also adding to that, that I actually, uh, with the exception of, to a certain extent, Shoto... Uh-huh. Oh, Todoroki, I, yeah. Yeah, Todoroki. I don't really have a feeling one way or another that strongly. Mm-hmm. I like all the characters. That's the thing. Is like, I don't... Like all the characters? Not, all, all of them? Not, not all of the characters. Everyone? I, w- I will say that so far, I have enjoyed the majority of the characters. Okay. So okay. I don't... Mostly I just want to hear you reassure us. <laughs> That you hate the character who is who, who must be hated. See, the fact that I don't know who that is oh, means oh, that I no, that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Means baby. means that I don't. I mean, I have some ideas of who you, who you, you take might a say stab it is. At it. Take a stab at it. Is it a main character? It is one of it is one of class A. It is a member of class A. Okay, yeah. is it a male or a female character? It's a male character. Is it the little ball boy? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. He does get way, way worse very suddenly at the end of season two and beginning of season three. So if you're only halfway through season two, I can see fading into the background. In season three, they keep shoving him in our faces because they realize that the fandom hates him, but he hasn't been written out of the fucking manga yet. So yeah. The, so the anime... I, I, I feel like they've been adding moments to the anime like, hey, Mineta's still here. He's yeah. Still, he's still here. I'm now feeling really bad that I didn't bring a third mic. I didn't, uh, yeah. Oh, it's fine. I, I'm coming <laughs> over to recuperate from Final Hell. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he was one of... Uh, I was like, is it a main character? And then I was like, okay, there's, that's a short list of yeah, who that yeah, would yeah, be. yeah, yeah. No, uh, most of the characters are likable, but really, I wish Mineta would die in a fire forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's kind of useless in a. There's literally a scene in the arc you're in where the students ask why he's here, and his response is, "Cause there always has to be a character like me." 
<laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, there are a couple characters, like when you watch them on a show like this, that, and I, I don't know, and somehow I doubt that this is going to happen, is you watch them and you're just like, I want you to take a turn. And Mineta is one of those characters where I'm just like, if he's going to stay, let's make him, he, let's go, at some point, he just, he, he makes a heel turn. Yeah. What's he's like, of- he becomes a heel. Not like he makes a heel oh, turn and becomes a better. Bad. I want him to turn ah, s- super you know, evil. I, I want either thing to happen. Um, I think turning bad would be more cathartic and also now I think they've shut the door on him becoming bad. So like in season one, he seems like he's the character who has a power that's difficult to justify being in the main hero course. So you think, oh, you know, he's going to be the one who who suddenly, who, who, who feels like, who, who's like useless and people kind of like look down on him. And then he's going to be really brave. You know, he's going to be the brave character and he's going to be the clever character. He's going to be the underdog character. And it turns out, and at the end- You don't the, need that though, because that's the main yeah, character. Yeah, that's the main character. <laughs> um, but, and, and even all through season one, you're like, eh, he's kind of annoying, but I'm, I'm sure he'll learn. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a moment where- and no, he literally exists to mock and objectify women. And that's his purpose. He doesn't, he's not there for any other reason. And it's demoralizing as a, as a female fan of the show. It's just, it's actually just really hurtful. Um, the, the, the amount of Minetta screen time at the beginning of season three has actually put me off, like keeping up watching. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's fair, up, but it actually smoldered some of my flame for the show. Like, uh, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be real. Fuck that character. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, that's fair. Uh, that being said, season three has been pretty amazing. But that's largely because, A, the storyline has been amazing, and B, uh, Mineta doesn't show up after episode two. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, so as, as far as shows that... Uh, I will say there's a couple of anime that... Uh, oh, there's one anime that was recommended to me that I have completely given up on. Okay. It's just like, there are certain things that, like, here's the structure that is similar to other shows that I've watched. Uh-huh. And it's, I... Uh, is it Hunter, 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 X Hunter? I know it's supposed to just be called Hunter, Hunter. There's an X there and I refuse to like pronounce it. Hunter, X Hunter. (laughs) Hunter, X Hunter. I just gave up on because I was just like, there is nothing in this that I haven't seen on other shows. Mm Mm-hmm. That happens to him. Like, is it going to sound maybe terrible? But it's nothing that I didn't also watch sort of on Naruto. But Naruto is ninjas. That. Yeah. I I know how that sounds. I know exactly how that sounds. Like, like. I personally would say Hunter x Hunter is better than Naruto. I, no, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that Naruto is a better show. Okay. I'm saying that if I'm going to watch some soju bullshit, yeah. 
it is more likely that I'm going to watch something that has ninjas on it. Okay, fair. Fair. Not necessarily because it's a better show. And if I'm going to watch any of those shows, I'm going to watch My Hero because... Well, right, because it's the good shonen. Yeah. And you're not going to watch Black Clover because it's voice acted by a V8 engine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, like I've, I, I, I've gotten well past the point where I look down on people publicly for liking Naruto. So, like, well, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't. I'm not like a Naruto fan, but I watched. It's, a, it's a, You could admit it. You no, 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 no. It. I, it's I, fine. <laughs> I watched. I watched enough of Naruto, uh-huh. like the that I was just like, okay, I get it. But I will admit that I think I might have said this before. I was just like, um, the majority of everything pre the, sh- the tune-in exam uh-huh. and a significant chunk of the – putting aside the filler that I didn't even watch, which mm-hmm. is basically all of season five, mm-hmm. uh, majority of the stuff post tune-in exam mm-hmm. also – couldn't care less about. Yeah, well, th- then you didn't watch 500 episodes. Eh, it wasn't 500. It was like 300. Do you... It was 500. It was 500? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was exaggerating, and I was right. Yeah, because oh, there is there's the entire fifth season is because I was just kind of like. Your anime doesn't need to be that long. Like, no. Like, I have friends who are like, you should really catch up on One Piece because it's getting good now. And I'm like, don't you fucking threaten me. Wait, wait, wait. It took six hot six hundred episodes to get good i feel guilty when i tell people to watch the Yu-Gi-Oh spinoffs because they get good at an average of 25 episodes in i thought i was sad <laughs> i'm only a little sad <laughs> no seriously like, like i can't even do that i wouldn't like recommend so uh, i mean i wouldn't recommend Yu-Gi-Oh. period but i also wouldn't recommend uh <laughs> i wouldn't recommend Yu-Gi-Oh brains because it only starts getting quote unquote good at episode like fifty, like we're at fifty now. Uh, I want to say <clears throat> forty-five, um, and they literally throw out the first season and say, "We're we're sorry, we fucked up this whole premise, so we're just uh, we're just gonna mulligan it. It's just a do-over. We're we're doing it over." And then it was immediately really good. I was like, "Shit! If I if you could like do a mulligan, why didn't you do that in fucking arc five, which you fucked up?" Yeah, no, like they 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 and when we say got rid of everything in the first season like they're not even fighting the same antagonists they built up this whole society of antagonists and they're just like we're never going to talk about these guys again it's fine is it there is a there is an internet apocalypse we're never going to talk about that again so so there, there's just rebooted the internet and that's why the internet is also different it has different fundamental physics and rules now yeah they turned the, the router on and off they just turned, they turned the fucking router on and off and then the show is good again it's like oh oh the, the good show machine is working yeah. <laughs> so I, and i also noticed another thing uh that about the anime that i that i tend to come back to or that i tend to consistently watch there are certain themes and or like like me bringing up Hunter x Hunter is is a perfect example. It's just like you can't, I can't just watch. Oh, there's all these interesting characters, and it's it's like a young, you know, it's basically the the, the stock shonen 
plot right. line. Yeah. Which is little kid who's kind of an underdog and he's going through all these trials so he can eventually become the the big blah blah blah. Yeah. You know? And they're just no matter how like diverse or interesting the character, there's just certain things that if the show doesn't and it might seem closed minded of me, mm-hmm. but there are just certain things that I will give them a shot. That's where my open mindedness comes in. But I'm now 36, and there are certain things. It's like, look, I like what I like, and there's even with anime. It's like there have been nights or like times when I've been free, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna watch some anime. And instead of watching episodes that I haven't seen mm-hmm. of My Hero or Ancient Magus or uh. You know any of those shows? Right. I will go back and I will rewatch an episode of Cowboy Bebop. Hey, Cowboy Bebop was good. Or I will rewatch. I I found myself going back again and rewatching parts of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood mm-hmm. because there's just certain there's there's the certain topics that that show. I mean, a, you're a, a '90s kid. You're doing the thing that all the 90s kids do. No, but it's not just that. There is a specific set. It's why I've... You need to to watch Megalobox. I'm going to tell you about Megalobox soon. Okay. Is there are certain, like, topics where it's just like, okay, it's magic, but not really. Mm -hmm. It's Earth, but not really. Yeah. Uh, There are ways that it... it, uh, addresses like you know monarchies and there's like politics in there there there's so many elements in there where i'm just like and the the way it like addresses religious and spiritual issues where i'm just like okay this has all of the things that if i was going to create a show that i am into and i found that the like there are certain things where i watch where i'm just i'm in Uh uh-huh and the more it strays kind of from those topics, the less, like, I'm going to be interested in it, honestly. Okay. Like, and it just, it seems weird, but it's just like, nah, it's, it's, it's like what I was telling you, like, maybe before well, yeah, we started creating. People, it's like, I'm, the, I've accepted the fact that so many people like Yuri on Ice. Uh-huh. I liked the first episode. I understand it's beautiful. You know, I love, you know, the concepts in it and all of that, but it sa- it's going to sound really dumb and horrible, but the fact that it's about ice ki- skating, which is really a gross oversimplification, oversimpl- but is just going to knock that lower on my list. Is and I feel like it's going to be one of those... Like sh- sports anime, like, in general, or is it ice skating in specific? Uh... I, I will say, generally speaking, only fundamentally sports. Yeah, is but but also it's if you're if I'm it's not that like I'm never gonna watch it. It's mm-hmm. just like it's highly likely that that when given these three or four other things that I'm gonna watch, mm-hmm. that's gonna be. I just have a feeling that that's gonna be the one that I just never get around to. Gotcha. And it's like it's nothing to do with like the quality of the show or anything well, like that. There. There is a limit. There is an anime limit. Everybody has an anime limit. Yeah. Once once you reach your anime limit, 
everything else that is that might be good falls off. Like Casey never finished Kokoku, and Kokoku is a damn good anime. Like it wasn't bad. Yeah, Kokoku was really good. I just I was watching other shows, and um, the the thing that knocked Kokoku down was mainly that it was on Amazon Prime, and I was too lazy to switch apps. Yeah, so yeah. I, I will. I will also say that. Uh, I'm watching the shit out of some magical girl site on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that <laughs> the only reason why I, I would say that it, it this is a credit to you guys. Mm-hmm. I would say that had you not made me watch gamers, mm-hmm. it is highly unlikely that I would have watched gamers on my own. I mean that's the case that that's the case for a lot of people actually because gamers was one of those stealth animes. There's a lot of quote unquote stealth animes yeah. that happened around that time where it's like because we originally watched gamers because we thought it was going to be horrible. Like that's the thing. yeah we, we we were going through cool anime times being like what can we inflict on ourselves? <laughs> yeah yeah. And we kept, we watched gamers and we were like, damn, this is pretty good. And so we kept watching it. And then immediately after we watched gamers, we were like. Okay, a centaur's life. This has to be bad. And then it was good in quotation marks too. So like, um, that's the reason why we watch these things that we watch is because we have the cool anime times format. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't, I can't trust the internet. The internet tells me certain things are good and they're wrong very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um. So I can't just go on my anime list and go, you know, okay, what's high rated? I'll watch that. The, a much better way to expose yourself is to give it like the one episode treatment. Watch it with a group of friends, you know, and at, at best you have a new show to watch. And at worst, you have a hilarious story about how your friend was huddled in the corner saying, I don't want to watch more Pop Team Epic. So- I found, I think it was on Sci-Fi, Ch- I forget what channel it was on. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't remember. And it was an anime movie called Eyes on Mars. Okay. And I don't, I didn't like select. It just happened to be on. Mm-hmm. And it is about. I I'm gonna spoil it terribly. Yeah, sure. Just 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 FYI. If you I think it came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the basic premise is it's a it is a colony on mars and the main character is this girl like a 10 year old girl and okay. i see where this is going no no, no. it's it, not going there no it isn't no one wants to have sex with her no good uh and i if i remember correctly and i might be misremembering the details of this but it's basically like colony like mars has been colonized it's been sort of uh terraformed and her parents are like either disappeared or like some of the the people disappeared so she's like trying to find her parents Mm -hmm. basically throughout the entire film and going through this colony on mars and the entire time you're watching the movie and it's actually like really well done like you know there's like mars you know there's there's actual like emotions and uh, you know there's actual emotions well like (laughs) Like it's actually emotionally compelling, that, is what I mean. A, like some high quality anime. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry. To it's it's actually emotions. it's actually like emotionally compelling and the story. Like I don't remember because this was a long time ago. Uh huh. But the entire time you're watching the movie, it's implied that 
this is Mars has been colonized, and this is after something happened on Earth. Right. And you think that that's what's happened the entire time. Right. And meanwhile, like, the story is this girl, like, trying to find her parents, and through that she find, finds out, like, there's this whole thing that's going on that actually the society on Mars is – the colony on Mars is, is collapsing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the entire movie you think that it's – this is the colony post-Earth. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the film, like, basically the colony basically just, like, mm-hmm. implodes on itself. Right. And the little girl is up in space – and you see the view of the Earth, and it's primordially er- primordial Earth. Oh. And you realize the entire time, this is what happened to Mars. Huh. Interesting. Like, Mars used to be... It's like one of those things where it's just like, the catalyst of what happened on Earth was actually that the society on Mars that was people destroyed itself. Right. As like, But you don't know that until the end of the film. And I was just like... This is actually kind of amazing <laughs> that they managed to maintain this thing that you think it's post-Earth and the entire time it's pre-Earth. Yeah. It's pre-Earth. And I remember just like, uh, to bring it back to the original point, it's just like, this is one of those things that like, I don't think I would have... Watched if you didn't just randomly... If it was just like, yeah, just happened to be like, on. Crunchy or Roll like... even, even makes it easy to do that now. There's a literal random button. On yeah. Crunchyroll, where it's like, just show me any old bullshit, you know? <laughs> like, And now that I've been kind of browsing, and I do this on, it is how I've watched a bunch of, I do a simple, a similar thing to what you guys do, and I actually might want to do this with a group of people. Uh, so you guys are invited to do this, or we can do it here. Sure. It is a, the, the exact same premise of fun anime times. Okay, cool anime times. Cool anime times. Yeah. <laughs> except it is it is live action martial arts movies. I'd do it. And and or uh, if not martial arts movies, then like there's a couple things that are on my list that I've added to my like my Netflix list that are just like this looks like this might be either terrible. Uh, there's one that's called like the Bad Bunch or something. It has the like Bad Bunch. That's like Keanu Reeves and someone else just playing, like, yeah. And every time I see the description, I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie, and I'm just like, I'm not. I, I can't watch this yet. Something about. I, I would so totally. I think it's called the Bad Bunch too. Is is like. Here's the thing. The best way to watch movies with your friends is in a context in which you could say you are doing that movie to your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, wa- I have watched, uh, made my friends, uh, who hadn't seen it. Uh, there were two movies that we watched that were that one of them was the last dragon. Mm-hmm. And I did that twice. Once in which the person who hadn't seen it saw it and, and her, her reaction at the end was like, this is super racist. Oh yeah. But it's 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 I don't also mean like it's bad that as a white boy I really love that movie. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have to understand that it's also super of its time the, and I, super. It, it, it is the last last of the black exploitation movies. Is right. basically what it is. It is both the last of the black exploitation movies and a movie sort of parodying black exploitation movies right. like Simon that's what makes that a great movie right. and it's like it's hard to explain that context to someone who doesn't like 
it's really racist. Yeah, like, but but it's also in context of of the racism is like this is. Go on. I don't. I don't know how to defend it because it's it's such a. With, 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 without without saying that it's a black exploitation movie, it's just like it, without understand. If you're like someone who doesn't understand that context, because a lot of those movies, it's like if you were to watch a lot of those movies now, you would have the same reaction to those movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like this is a very specific genre in which, and it's made by black people. Yes. So like the racism is part of like it's. It is racist, but it's also making fun of the racism. Well, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point of the black exploitation? Yeah, genre? yeah. Uh, and the thing that, in my mind, makes the Lax Dragon is there's a lot of really terrible, like Asian racism, but it's also simultaneously making fun of that racism, which yeah. is what makes that movie work. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just they're, and there's just as I've said before, there's just priceless lot. His little brother, who oddly enough, not oddly enough, but of course, because it's a movie, the guy, the actor who plays his younger brother is, was actually older than Tymac was when the movie. Really? Yes. That's screwed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, not significantly, but like, like he's older than Tymac when that movie was, was, uh, filmed. And he, at one point calls Tymac, a chocolate-covered yellow terror, which is just... I don't, I don't... I can't. It's so... It's such I a... Can't. It's so horrible... I can't. It's so horrible that, that, I, that you just want to go, like, who even says something like that? Who wrote that? Like, that how is that even a fucking line in the movie? Microphone. I've, I've checked out. Yeah. Jamie, you've beaten me. Yeah. You it win. is so oh that movie yeah I love that movie but it's it's it like we were saying it's like that negative ten yeah <laughs> type. yeah no, yeah that's that's a that's a good that's a good negative eight like yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but there's just like details in that I don't know how we got on the last dragon but but uh, there's just details in that that are just like okay in the middle of this there's a debarge video yeah. and in that debarge video one of the dancers is Wesley Snipes like yeah that was. God, I forgot so many details. I'm really impressed that you remember this many details. I've seen the last. The last record is one of my favorite bad movies of all time. Fair enough. Uh, also on that list uh, that I did a double feature with that, which actually is going to need to be its own podcast episode. Okay. Uh, just because, and if you haven't seen it, we, what time is it? We might need to watch it. Because <laughs> uh, I think you could. I think you could watch it on Amazon Prime. They took it off for a while, but I think it's back. Uh, Ninja Three to Domination. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That, there are so many batshit crazy things in that movie. I started watching a lot of bad movies when I started watching the Cinema Snobs YouTube channel. Okay. Okay. And basically he reviews bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, and I will briefly go forward because I think, I think it needs to be its own episode. So... Ninja Three to the Domination manages to uh, fit in Ninja's possession, uh, Lucinda Dickey from Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, uh, 
weird like bondage stuff whole scenes blatantly ripped off a poltergeist like (laughs) and like martial arts and it's it's there's so many there's so many scenes in that like like the fact that lucinda dickey plays a aerobics instructor and there's like a whole segment where she's basically just teaching an aerobics class (laughs) and it's there's so much stuff that like if you watch it you you, that was cut together from other movies basically yeah yeah and the fact that it's all in one movie you kind of want to be like how did this even (laughs) get made and the answer i if i'm not mistaken is golden globus right which is There's the a- explanation for a lot of those yeah. movies. <laughs> uh, I, I would definitely. I need to show you some of the best, like horribly cut together movies, like that I've ever watched. You keep you keep looking at the thing. How are we doing on time? I, I, we got an hour. I mean, we could we could. There's. I mean, did you want to maybe touch upon? Do you remember your whole Dragon Ball thing? Uh, if not, we can always come back to it. Yeah, I'll go back to that, you know. I mean, like, basically it was... <sighs> Dragon Ball Super is being shown, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it more now because James Marsters is a voice of Zamasu, and I like James Marsters. But anyway... Um, the, there's two types of episodes in Dragon Ball Super. There's Goku and Vegeta punch stuff, and that's not particularly interesting. No, because that's just Dragon Ball. But then there are the other episodes which focus on the characters who are at this point so weak that they could never do anything. Yeah. And those episodes are genuinely interesting. Like there was an episode about Piccolo and how Piccolo feels like a father to Gohan and Goten more than Goku ever will, but they'll never look at him as a father because he's this weird green alien dude, you know, uh, and Goku is their genetic father and they just sort of, you know, default uh, that. and there's that the one of the longest running like jokes in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z is that Goku is he's an awful father. He's the worst it's father. Now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's an awful father. Uh, <laughs> also, the fact that uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was my friend Jared who pointed out that uh, Krillin has become basically like he's like he's not very powerful, but he's been fighting so long that like his technique is just so well, yeah, he, good he, now he's smart yeah like, he's probably the smartest fighter in the show uh but like he's he has his own family you know he's, yeah he's a police officer you know like i mean krillin's not that smart because if he was he just solar flare destructo disc everybody <laughs> yeah but, like, yeah but yeah but that's basically it like it, there's not a whole lot to rant about uh Dragon Ball Super is sure is more Dragon Ball, you know. Well, what? Well, no, didn't you have a whole thing about like the creator of Dragon Ball and how you used to hate Dragon Ball, and then you read about the history of Dragon Ball, and oh, oh, you went so, off on okay, this? Yeah, I, 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 I somewhat remember this. I was feeling charitable at the time, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, basically was the origin of shonen shows. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This was the 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 thing that you like, were talking like, about. The whole format of dude is powerful. Gotta get more powerful to beat dude. Uh oh, dude is more powerful. <laughs> Started with Dragon Ball, you know. 
Yeah, the dragon. I think the the whole basic argument that you were making was that just because we all kind of outgrew and grew to kind of hate Dragon Ball doesn't mean that it wasn't also the pioneer of a lot of things that we are just all done better now. Yeah. And the problem was that Dragon Ball never really grew yeah. out. The way I put it, it was that Dragon Ball's biggest sin was that it did not learn lessons from itself that other shonen anime and manga learned yes. from it. You know? Um, and I think Dragon Ball Super still hasn't learned those lessons. No. <laughs> but... You know, I got into Dragon Ball Super because I started playing Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and um, I'm still keeping up with it because there's part of me, there's like that kid inside me that used to watch Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. Yeah. You know? And me too. Like, and like as as a background show, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I kind of I guess it's fine. You know, like I, I wouldn't say, like I don't watch Dragon Ball Super on the edge of my seat the way that I watch a lot of the other anime that I think is like actually good. Yeah. But like it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing for me to keep up at. Like I like 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 even now like when you're when you're asking me this like you basically had to pry my opinion on Dragon Ball out of me because it's right. something that I never really want to talk about. Sure. You know like like when I don't think I've ever watched a sh- anime yet maybe with the possible exception of of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood I don't think I've ever watched anime on the edge of my seat anime is oh, yet as yet to do that for me oh I definitely have uh, like even even recently Hakata and Tokotsu Ramens I was on the edge of my seat Magical Girl Sight oh Magical girl site. I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, we have not discussed that yet. Oh, actually, I'll let Casey discuss this one. There you go. Yeah, well, I'm actually behind, but I guess maybe that's better because I'm less likely to spoil like you know late game shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, so there are two magical girl shows this season, and both of them are twists or deconstructions on the genre, and I love them both. And they are both as polar opposite of each other as like works of art while being in the same genre, doing essentially the same category of thing to the genre that you can get. Um, and one of them is Magical Girl Sight, which I'm about to go into. And the other one is Magical Girl Ore, which I'd like to go into right afterwards. Yeah, maybe if you could explain Ore quick. I'll explain Ore really quick. You know, it's probably it's better to start with Ore because then, yeah, it's also that was the first one I watched the season. So, Magical Girl Ore is a magical girl show um, in which a girl uh, essentially becomes a magical girl because her mother was a magical girl, um, except for two things. One, uh, the magical girls are run by the yakuza, uh, so. Okay. So this already th- sounds more Sorry. interesting than a Yakuza thug essentially shows up to her house and is like, "We need you back in the business." And her mom's like, "I'm I'm too you know you, I'm too old now. I have a daughter in high school. You know I'm a you know a single mom. I I'm busy. You know my body isn't up to you know all the fighting and the magical girling." And then, so, so, um, so the girl takes up her mother's mantle uh, at being a magical girl. Um, 
The other thing is that in this universe, magical girls run on the power of love. So you have to be in love with somebody to be a magical girl. Lucky for her, she has a crush on her best friend's older brother, uh, who is an idol, um, and who has nothing going on in his head, but she is too blinded by her 14-year-old love to notice. Um, And also, when you become a magical girl, you are given a man's body. Okay. The line of logic is that, well, this is Japan. We're kind of sexist, but here's the logic. If you're going to be fighting demons, by the way, magical girls fight demons. Um, They look like they're from out of Cho Anarchy. Um, If you're going to be fighting demons, we're going to use the power of magic to make your body very good at fighting demons. And men's bodies are better suited to fighting than women's bodies, yes? And she's like, I guess? (laughs) So when she transforms, she turns into an incredibly hot, insanely ripped, bizarrely pretty-faced, like, Bichonin dude, and beats the shit out of demons with her bare hands. Okay. So, before we continue... And then we get into this insane love pentagram between her, her best friend who is gay for her, and her best friend's older brother who's gay for her dude self. (laughs) So, I'm in, number one. It's so good. It's so good. And with that premise, I was scared they would do the gender stuff wrong. Like, it would be gross. Like, it, it even sounds gross when you explain the rationale. But it's all prevented very, presented very slyly. Like, they're very intentional about playing with gender and gender norms and, I, like, and in high school and puberty and thinking about sex and eroticism. And rather than come off it's, as skeevy, it comes off as bizarrely wholesome. So... Like, it loops all the way I, back I, ha- I have to I have to pause here uh, because when we discuss anime, uh, as when we uh, often discuss games... I have to because we it isn't we don't cover anime every episode, so we have to, yeah, we have to go back and we unfortunately because uh, uh, there were two terms that we've used so far. Oh, there, just like, okay, okay. So it's, it's, I, I will explain the terms. Please yes, uh, magical girls, which which I know what that means, but right. So um, the magical girl is a genre, and I'm going to name a show, and that show encapsulates and expresses that genre. And once I name this show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon is the quintessential type of the magical girl anime. Yeah. Um, so, so, So if Sailor Moon, in your mind, if you've seen it or know of it, Sailor Moon is an entire genre and shows are built on that formula. Yes. And then you referred to the guy as an idol. Oh, an idol. Yeah. So, um, so... In the East, uh, in Japan and Korea, um, and China to an extent with Mandopop, but mostly the, it's mostly a Japanese model and a Korean model. Um, an idol is essentially a pop star, but specifically yeah. a pop star who's kind of, it's a very, very cookie cutter kind of an industry. Like yeah. the, these stars are like churned out, you know, like. I mean, it's one of those terms that like. You could probably you could infer probably what it is when you hear it from like American Idol, but like so spe- so so specifically, he's uh, uh, so there are girl idols which um, most people associate it with, like the girl group thing. So like AK AKB forty eight. Am I? Um, there are a lot of. Um, there's also a lot. There's a whole culture surrounding yeah. these pop stars. Like yeah, culture, yeah, yeah. Like, which is 
so perversely yeah. fascinated and could merit its own goddamn podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so the, the other half of the show, is, it's both sending up magical girl anime and idol anime, which is its own genre. Just its own thing, yes. Imagine Hannah Mont- the Hannah Montana of animes. You yes, know, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm a secret pop star, and I have to hide my identity, and I also have to deal with all of the genuine real-world, like, business and fame shit that goes with the mundane aspects of being an idol. Um, and that's a whole subgenre. And sometimes they cross with Magical Girl. Um, another really good American analog would be the show Gem. Yeah. From the 80s. Like, yeah. She, she turns into like her uh, an older version of herself that's an incredible pop star and then she goes home and she turns back into like her younger self yeah so these are the sorts of tropes that magical girl animes and idol animes which sometimes cross over are dealing with you know ideas about growing up ideas about femininity ideas about fame and attention ideas about like you know um when you're in high school you feel like you're trying on a lot of different identities Um, and Magical Girl Ori specifically deals with trying on and experimenting with your sexuality and with new feelings uh, of how you respond to, you know, falling in love. You know, so this girl, she has a precocious crush on her, you know, best friend's older brother who's older than, but than them by... It's difficult to say how much older he is, but like a few years. Like right. for you to be like, "Oh, that's cute." It would be weird if you acted on that too hard, though. But and they they go into it, and um, and they also send up a lot of the gross sexualized tropes of magical girl anime, but right. they do it while the girls are in this these incredibly beefy dude bodies. And so when they do it that way, it becomes both absurd and it's also kind of like, ah, how do you like it? How do you, how do you like it? You know, how yeah. do you like it when they've got like tentacles, you know, like going all up it, it, all over your limbs and and it's the various places that tentacles like to go. They get, they, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angela, for reminding us where tentacles go. Um, and they do that in episode two. Like they're like, all right, we'll get this out of the way. Um, so it's just, it's delightful, it's hilarious, it's fun. Um, you, you, you would think that the shtick would get old in a worse, in a worse show, it would get older by like episode three, but like they find there's plot twists, there's demons, there's, uh, somebody's in league with the demons. Also, there are robots that control the anime industry. Um, it's just, it's, it's delightful. And the, and the other show? And the other show, yes, it's not Magical Girl or A at all. Um, the other show is called Magical Girl Sight. Um, often Magical Girl animes don't always just have Magical Girl in the title. Yeah, it's just, just a coincidence. It's well, probably because they're both sort of parodies of the genre, so that, so they're they, they're like signaling very hard what they're doing, I guess. So Magical Girl Sight. Um, and by the way, tri- trigger warnings for this anime. This anime is very serious. Um, so trigger warnings for discussion of bullying. And I don't mean like, you know, shoving a nerd in a locker bullying. I right. Mean, I mean, opening the locker and there's like razors and shit shoved into your shoes kind of bullying. Yeah. Um, suicide, self-harm, uh, assault and sexual assault. Uh, this, this show is fucking dark. So, um, if that's not your cup of tea, zoom the little bar down. Um, so Magical Girl Sight um, is about a girl who is very severely bullied in school um, and abused by her family. Um, and one night, 
uh, after a particularly intense uh, round of bullying in which uh, three of her, her specific tormentors who, who use her as a target um, try to get a guy to rape her in the like in like a warehouse behind the school um and she escapes and she goes home so she's at the lowest point of her life right right um we've seen that her brother um physically and uh sexually abuses her um her parents are abusive um she has pretty much nobody is her friend and she goes home and she turns on the computer no the computer turns on by itself and a website appears it's called the Magical Girl Site. And this disturbing, like, something out of a cartoon version of The Ring like, okay. character shows up and is like, Hi, welcome to the Magical Girl Site. We will bestow upon you magical girl powers with a special magical girl weapon called... Uh, so they do this complex pun. It, they, they call it a stecky, which is meant to translate to stick because the the quintessential magical girl weapon is like the wand that sailor yeah, uses yeah. it's a stick but suteki in japanese also means wonderful so so it's sort of like it's this fascinating it's like this little pun like we're going to send you this this wonder you know this this magical you know boon we're going to send you somehow in the mail i guess and she's like what and she exes out of the site and then the next day she's like did i did I dream that? That was weird. And she tries to access the site and she gets a 404 page and she's like, wow, weird, fucked up. Anyway, I'm just going to go back to my really bad and horrible bad life. And she gets her weapon, which is this little toy gun. The barrel is in the shape of a heart. She's like, wow, weird. I guess this is mine now. And she takes it to school, which, by the way, you know, takes place in Japan because even a even a toy gun, you wouldn't be able to get that in America. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and she's bullied and chased again by her bullies and the guy that they were trying to get to assault her. Um, and she pulls out the gun and shoots it. And the gun makes them disappear. Uh, specifically, it makes them disappear and reappear uh, on train tracks when a train is coming through and they die. Okay. So that's episode one. Okay. That's so all episode one. That's that's episode one. So that's magic. The that's the halfway point of episode one. So I don't really feel like I've meaningfully spoiled much. And it shit gets really, really, really fucking real really fast with this show. So the premise of Magical Girl Sight is it's almost like a fucked up twist on the fairly odd parents. Okay. You can only become a magical girl if you are deeply, deeply, deeply miserable. Like if you are huh. so miserable, but like you're, you're the, someone is seeking out incredibly miserable, like almost have nothing to live for young girls and giving them these incredibly powerful magical weapons. Uh, each of these magical weapons, the sticks, um, is different for each girl and each of them does a different thing. Um, in the case of, wow, I'm blanking on the main character's name, probably because I, I haven't caught up in a while. Aya something, Aya something. Uh, I I I maybe I don't know. Um, so her power is to teleport things. It's a teleport gun. Uh, okay. She can teleport anything anywhere she chose. It's just that she was in a highly emotional state right then and wished that her tormentors would go away forever. So they died. Um, but and, and later we we meet a character soon who has the power to stop time. Um, we meet a character who has the power to. Who, who has a weapon that um, uh, can compel anyone to do anything 
uh, if they give them a direct order. Um, okay. Somebody who ha- whose uh, whose stick has the power to create a space, a, like a like a cube force field within which the powers of other weapons don't work. Um, so you have essentially a, a safe zone. Um, but then we find out the rules, uh, and the rules are: while you're using your weapon, you are drawing on your life force, and if you draw too much of it, you die. Okay. Um, the second thing is that you don't find out who other magical girls are. There are other magical girls. In fact, there appears to be a fair number of them. Um, but if you if you want uh, if you want to seek them out, uh, that's up to you. But um, somebody's going around and systematically killing magical girls. Okay. So it's not a good idea. There's a serial killer killing magical girls. Um, and so then the show. Um, the plot of the show is following this main character and her, her fight to stay alive. Um, and also, the bullies are still targeting her. Okay. Like, in fact, they're even more enraged that somebody died while in the process of tormenting her. So rather than take a fucking hint, they will not take a fucking hint. Um, and just shit gets really dark. Okay. It's like... This Are sounds we, less some, like something I would want to watch. It's it's. I had a hard time sitting through the first episode because watching really realistic and I like really realistic um, depictions of bullying is really upsetting to me. It's specifically not because I've been bullied, um, but because uh, I grew up in a sort of weird environment. I don't want to say it was bully free, but I went to a very small school, uh, and there were kids who were kind of picked on a little bit you know there's always sort of the the omega of the pack but one of my strongest memories like really formative is like fifth or sixth grade uh there was an incident with one kid where the class kind of like turned on him a bit and like just like laughing making fun of him for like giving what we considered a dumb answer to a question and we got held by the teacher and yelled at because I went to a, it was a Catholic school and we were yelled at for not exemplifying Christian values by bullying our classmates. Huh. Uh, like we were told like, you can't do that. You better fucking stop. But they didn't say the F word because it was a Catholic school. Yeah, of course. So like, I, like, so I have like these really like formative memories of like bullying is extremely bad. And the worst bullying that went on was like sort of base public humiliation sure so like stuff you would see in a normal show on tv you know like the ha ha kind of shit yeah so like when i see shit like this and the teachers don't do anything i get like this boiling right oh yeah yeah i'm like how you have a you have a fucking job you should be yelling at these kids and telling them off for being little shits how fucking dare you when people started dying i said i hope that teacher fucking dies i can't wait can't wait for a motherfucker to die (laughs) right the teacher's not dead yet fyi Okay, that's a true injustice. So, just just to sort of wrap up here, <laughs> and to completely change the tone. To, to completely change the tone, we got really dark. So, uh, anyway, if you like deconstructions of magical girl shows, no matter what your tastes are, there is at least one show that should appeal to you. Um, and if both appeal to you, you might be a little bit fucked up. <laughs> right. So, to they co- both appeal to me. To yeah. 
to to complete because I remembered something and I don't know whether we will remember this from the lost what is now the lost episode. The lost episode, yeah. But I remember this because it was what I was going to title the episode. Okay. Delayed vagina bones. Oh god! Do we, we have to explain the vagina? Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just gonna hand this to Casey again. Well, that's why. I that's explain vagina bones. Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like this is a nice. This is a nice. This is a. This is a nice like humorous kind right, of right. horrible thing just, to end with. I, it had something to do with something else we were discussing. So I think we were combining topics. Yes. Um, so vagina bones. This was a while ago. Like this isn't even new. I think we were just no. introducing the term to Jamie of the term. Um, so there was an anime that came over. It was either an anime or an animesque uh, art style video game. I it don't was, um, quite remember. It was uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh, shit. It was Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Right. So it was an animesque uh, video game uh, coming over to the States from Japan. And they made some art edits uh, for the Western market, uh, you know, regardless of how you feel about that. Um, one of the edits was to... Um, Decreased sex appeal, I can only assume, was the aim. You know, thanks, Nintendo. Um, one of the female summons, who is a Fire Emblem character acting as a persona um, in the context of the game's whole layout, uh, she had, like, a really exposed midriff, um, and she had, you know, the sort of, you know, artistic shading on her abs and stomach area to indicate that, A, she's very skinny, and B, her, 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 her abdomen is very defined. You know, that sort of hip bone area where they do those sort of line shading. Yes. You're like, look, her hip bones jut out. She's so thin and sexy and very beautiful. Um, and also the way that, 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 that those, you know, the hip bones, like, draw your eyes towards the crotch to remind you that there's probably a vagina in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> So they removed that shading. Um, they didn't alter the other parts of the line art, but they just sort of like, now she just has a sort of, you know, neutral belly, I guess. <laughs> the neutral belly hotel. Um, <laughs> so, um, so they did that, you know, regardless of whether or not you think it's good to do that or not, I, d I actually have no opinion on that particular move. But it enraged nerd boys. They were tough. they were furious. It was it was censorship. It was censorship of the arts. And there was it was either Twitter or Reddit or like a forum layout. And this comment drew so much attention because some dude in his rage typed, "I can't believe it. Look at this. They even censored her vagina bones. They censored her vagina bones. Which is wrong on so many levels. It's wrong, not even morally, ethically. It's, it's just, wrong anatomically. It's just, just incorrect. It's, it's, wrong it's just incorrect. It's wrong. I'm, I'm not sure what you think a vagina is as a structure. <laughs> Never knitted, not to mention where it is. Yeah. And yeah, so so vagina bones. Yeah. So, so I just want to, I won't, it, I've thought about this long and hard. <laughs> interesting, interesting choice of words. Uh, if, if they thought that shading were like bones that led to your vagina, did he believe that vagina? By the way, I, I apologize for the horrible juxtaposition of these topics, by the way. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the anime that you previously discussed <laughs> to this topic. 
So if, if he actually thought that those were bones that led to your vagina, did he think that, like, all vaginas have, like, mandibles or, like... <laughs> like, pharyngeal jaws? Yeah, something like that. Like, just just food for thought. There was, there was a great joke on the magicians, which do... Either any either of you watched the magicians? Okay, nope. there's a whole because when you were discussing the magical girls, there's uh, especially the second show. Mm-hmm. There's a whole like sub arc with one of the characters in the magicians. Basically, if you haven't watched the magicians, it's based on these these books by Lev Grossman, which I haven't read. I've heard they changed a shit ton from the books. I really like the show, but. Before you watch it, I will say that the only thing you need to really know about the magicians is magic basically makes things every all the characters on the show is like magic makes everything like we can't live without it. It's what makes life magical. Wait, was this a show about like the? Is this basically like grown up teenage Hogwarts? Yes. Okay. Yes. I have watched this. I'm yeah. Really bored on episode three. That's so. that's fair. I really like the show, but I will say that the basic premise is magic fucks up everything. Yeah. Is basically the, the the central premise of that show. Well, it's because they never use magic intelligently. Like, ma- yeah. Magic, well, magic uh, is really fucking complicated, and they always fuck it up. Like, yeah. This doesn't sound like this sounds like fucking wi- Wizards of Waverly Place. It's kind of like that if it had a lot more edge. Yeah, it's right. like that if that, if that people did Disney. drugs that and like. That, Dis- that was at Disney. That was the second time Disney did a show where eventually they had to like by the end of the show they had to do some real careful writing to stop implying that the main brother and sister characters were not super into each other. And oh yes, fuck. yeah, yeah. The chemistry in Wizards of Waverly P- Place between the main brother and sister was too much. <laughs> Yeah. Not too much. The other one was This Is Life with Derek, and that was weird because that was weird because they barely tried to rein it in because he was like a stepbrother or a half brother, and they were just it was like this is frowned upon, but they're not related upon, to each other we're technically. Not to, we're not going to ex- expend any effort to like imp- to cease implying that she's like really into him, and this is her sexual frustration. This is why the Disney <laughs> Channel airs some of my favorite animes. I know they should, they, should, they should air the Fire Emblem anime. Um, anyway, I, ju- I just wanted to make that observation because you called it grown-up teenage Hogwarts, but the premise being, oh, I'm stupid. I don't know how magic works, and I've caused a crisis. Is like that was literally every episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, literally every episode. But the the I mean the the magicians can be its uh, own podcast. But the one thing I will say that I like is that what you're saying is accurate. Is that they don't. Use, but that's also a major theme of the show. Is that and they often like call attention to it with a couple of the characters. Is just like and it's one character in in general who is like really good at using magic. Who basically her commentary to everyone else is like. No, the reason why everything keeps going wrong is because you're using magic stupidly. That's like one of the central themes on the entire show. It's just like we're. It's also a show, well, granted, I pieced out at episode three, but from what I've seen, yeah, like, I mean, the power rules ha- like it's that. The reason why I say it's very Harry Potter esque is because their power set makes no fucking sense. Like I'm, I'm very used to watching. Uh, Jojo's, yeah. Well, I just know, you know, that's a good, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah. Example because at first glance it looks like the power sets are crazy and make no sense, but in fact they're so carefully calibrated that 
power creep isn't a problem, even though people people don't get more powerful. It's just that their powers get more specific, so they get more clever. It's the opposite. It's almost the opposite problem. Yeah, actually, um, JoJo's is sort of like the anti-shonen anime. Uh, JoJo's is a, is a show we should make you watch. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't. But that's a that's a huge backlog. But um, but um, in in JoJo's. Instead of, you know, the way that things work in Dragon Ball Z, uh, where it's like, now he is more powerful to fight the more powerful guy. Most people, most characters in JoJo's never get more powerful. They just have a set of powers, and the powers are very, very specific, and they win fights by using their powers in interesting ways. Okay. Um, uh, Which is, in my opinion much more compelling and like and so well, well it, it, in in defense of the show that we i will say that if you only watch the first three episodes what you're describing is very accurate to the first three episodes gotcha i will say it, like like yeah, I, when i was I talking about into the badlands is there you will probably still be a little frustrated by that mm-hmm. but i will say that there are elements of it where that actually gets better so and they- there's the whole you, you know the three episode rule right yeah yeah um I, I I apply to that a lot when it comes to new stuff um with many series with a series like the magicians right I probably could have been enticed into watching more except when something does also how did you episodes, watch it what how did you watch Just it alone like but did, were you watching it on like Netflix or yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, because I will say that the show is hugely hurt by commercial the commercial breaks. Yeah, no, I was watching it on Netflix. Yeah, um, but like when a shower, what a shower, <laughs> what what a show! I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> like, uh, but when a show, when a shower is an hour long, when when a show is an hour long, I have a harder time going i'll give this one more episode yeah i get that i get that huge chunk of your time yeah like in fact that's part of the reason why i like anime so much because anime tends to be short like an anime is 20 minutes an episode of anime is 20 minutes yeah you know and i will say like even though i have argued that i i do lean sci-fi more than i lean fantasy stuff Mm -hmm. i will say that the one exception to that, really, is magic. Mm-hmm. Especially if the magic is very sp- specifically organized, like either on like a, a pseudo-religious base, or in the case of something like Fulminal Alchemist, where it's like a pseudo-scientific base. You need to watch JoJo's. Okay, fair you enough. You need to watch JoJo's fair enough. really, really bad. Like, like that sounds up. That sounds up your alley. Also, if you like shit that's batshit insane. Okay. Like, okay. You know, like JoJo's is. D- d- but there's definitely ways that that could backfire. So here, here, when it, especially especially when it comes to magic shit, like that's like. So here's the weird thing about JoJo's. Okay, and then and then I think I might we might have you, to end here. You don't have to watch all of JoJo's. Okay. At all. In fact, it is perfectly fine to just choose an arc and start there because each season of JoJo's is a completely different story with completely different tones and completely different themes. Um, okay. So arc one of JoJo's is Fist, Fist of the North Star with vampires. Yeah, with vampires. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, oh, are we trading off? I just want to, I, I wanted to be the one to say with vampires. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't signal it. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, uh, it's just Fizzle North Star with vampires, and honestly, it's not super interesting, and I would forgive you and anybody if you just totally passed on that arc, you know, because it might not be what you like. It's barely what I like. Life hack. Um, I didn't watch the arc because they made an OVA that was basically the animation team from the first arc. So there, there are other JoJo's OVAs, so I'm being very specific. Uh, there's an OVA that crunches it into a two-hour movie, uh, and that was way better for the pacing. In fact, I didn't realize that wasn't the original pacing until we were like, wait, until the next episode came on and it was the start of it again. And I was like, wait, shouldn't we be watching arc two? And then it was like, oh... They they scrunched the entire first arc of JoJo's into a two hour movie that you could you know sit and popcorn through with a friend, and it was originally like twenty episodes. Yikes! Um, so life hack, just watch them. So just to clarify, mm-hmm. when you say JoJo's, are you shortening the title? Yes. yes. The full title is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. What? <laughs> What? Oh. Do you not like bizarre things or adventures? I'll give it a shot. But I will say that based on your description, mm-hmm. I'd be more into that show. But from what little I've seen of that show, I've just, I've just what been... What part have you seen? I don't though? remember. That's sort of... That's sort of <laughs> yeah. That's sort of our point. Like, like, yeah. Like... In arc one, so arc one is basically forgettable. Someone, like, the main character, Jonathan Joestar, learns magic breathing karate to, you know... I will also say that the the animation style to that was a huge turnoff to me. Oh, uh... The sort of, of like, bright colors, like, slightly 3D-esque... Was it the animation style or the art style? The art style. Mm. Like, Like big burly men? Yeah, there was just something about because there was they, something they, about that show that it, so. yeah, there was something about that show I remember about like the visual like style of that show that I was just like this is something about it just irked me a certain way. I don't. I'll give it another shot. I'll say maybe he noticed Iraqi's weird hold fetish. Yeah, or tongues. Yeah, <laughs> but piss. but that was our piss. Um, <laughs> So, um, so arc one, just, just letting you know, that's arc one. Arc two is completely different. Arc two is, um, uh, as opposed to the, the first arc, which had like this nice boy learns karate to beat up vampires. This is, um. Arc two is Bugs Bunny fights Nazis and incredibly immortal glam rock Mayan gods. Um, and it has sort of like. Um, it, it it's less of the Fist, Fist of the North Star vibe and more like I don't know what sort of story I could compare it to, but like I, mean, I said, Bugs Bunny. He's more of a trickster character. Yeah. 
So it's sort of, it, he's, so arc two is currently my favorite, although I haven't gotten arc four yet, uh, because the main character of that arc is this sort, is uh, like, he's the underdog in every fight he has, which is the best thing to do in an arc where they did sort of power creep a little bit. So the main villains turn out to have created the magical stone mask that creates vampires because the, it, what vampires are to humans, they are to vampires. So they're just super powerful, immortal, godlike beings. And so you have to have an underdog hero. Like if they had tried to power, like outpower creep that it would have turned into Dragon Ball Z really fast and it would have been, it would have been garbage. But he's always sort of like just escaping the situation with, with only his uh, wits and also his balls. Um, his steel balls on a chain that he fights with. So, pervert. so, also uh, I, I, I did look this up again, and now I remember. So uh, I am going to give it another shot. Mm-hmm. I will say that from what you're telling me from now, like looking at the art, because I was like, is this what I think it is? Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up. It's like, oh, yeah, it is what I think it is. I have a feeling that it rides that line and from what I've heard actually surpasses the line. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, there's a certain aspect of like bizarre to grounded, where if it's especially when it comes to magical shit, mm-hmm. which is like if it skews too far the the other to one side of it, I'm just like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I I mean I hate to sound like a broken record, but why I always bring up like Full Metal Alchemist is like that's technically a magic show. Mm-hmm. But the magic is extremely grounded in what feels like a, like, a sort of real world. So here's the best, and that's why that's why Adrian Magic's Bride also has a lot of like, yeah. So, but that even from the as as like sort of like, you know, off like oh there there's dragons and there's fairies and stuff. That even that feels like it's sort of grounded in a in a world, mm-hmm. and just like the further like I'm I'm all for bizarre shit, but mm-hmm. like there's a certain and I I couldn't tell you exactly where that line is, but I remember watching an episode. I was like, okay, this 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 scoots too far over that line where I don't know where I can. The best way I could describe JoJo's in general, which is hard because all the arcs are different. Is that the powers are grounded, but they are used in batshit ways. Okay. Um, like, uh, the the first two arcs are just magic breathing karate. That's that's the powers in both of them. Arc three and on introduce stands. And stands have very specific powers. Very specific, okay. very well-defined powers. That the characters use in really weird fucked up ways i always like using this example from arc six right okay uh the main character has a stand whose ability is to weave and unweave itself and her into strings okay um and she fights a guy whose stand has the ability to turn things inside out okay anything inside out and this evil guy would, like, go around and touch a person, and then they'd explode inside out, and it's horrible. It's, like, you know, horrible and gory. So she weaves her body into the shape of a Mobius strip. Um, 
Like, and not like her whole body, but just the parts. Okay, the reason why I sort of am already rolling my eyes at this Mm -hmm. is, again, like, when I say magic, Mm -hmm. what you're describing to me, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so the basis of those powers is Mm -hmm. magic, but it's a power show, not not a magic show. Is is the way that kind of well, breaks down to e- me? Everyone's stand. I mean, yes, but everyone's stand is essentially somehow uh, a representation of their personality. Okay. Um. You know. So like, no, people aren't like getting new powers or casting new spells. Everyone has just one specific power, one specific stand. Uh, well, let, let me let me to further articulate. And I'm, like I said, I'm gonna give it another yeah, shot. Yeah, let me further articulate uh, by giving the example of Harry Potter mm-hmm. is when I say magic, like when it's like it's based on something is that the actual structure of the way magic works mm-hmm. has a certain logic to it. And that logic is has some sort of thought behind it. And it's not just oh, there's magic, so therefore we have these powers, these abilities. Because then it's essentially, it's mutants, except the the basis of your powers is magic. I was just like, that's less interesting to me. Because that's just essentially, that's, that's, that's superheroes, except the basis of what they do is magic. So, uh, in Harry Potter, like, because the way I think about it, what makes it interesting to me Mm -hmm. in Harry Potter, it's like, okay, this is object and, uh, word based magic. Mm -hmm. Uh, in full metal alchemist, it's, it's pseudoscience based magic. Mm -hmm. The magic has a very specific structure Mm -hmm. in the magicians. The magic, I mean, there are different like classes of people who can do different t- types of thing, mm-hmm. but a lo- that it is uh, uh, hand symbol and word based magic. Mm-hmm. You could argue that Naruto, mm-hmm. at its core, is hand side based magic, mm-hmm. and I mean, I wouldn't say that the powers in JoJo are any are any less well defined than the powers in Naruto, but like... that. But the whereas like the the point I'm trying to articulate is that the structure of magic is a structure of magic. It's not the powers are what's the driving thing, mm-hmm. and there doesn't seem to be a central a, because everything you're just you've just described mm-hmm. is like there's a limit on the powers you can have. It's just like okay. Mm-hmm. But you didn't say that there's a limit on the magic you could use, or that like there's rules that govern. It all seems. No, I mean there are. There's in fact there's such a a a weld. But like that's not what you say when you're describing the anime to someone. Right, like, right. Such a well-defined sort of uh, rules for how stand stands work. Like stands have specific ranges, and if a stand can do one thing, there's other things that it can right, do. Right, right. You know, like stands are governed by certain rules right uh that 
um, you know, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, you know, like where they come from, I could get into like the the ancient arrows, which came right. from a meteorite and so on, and so right. forth. Like, like I get that, but you don't, you don't that you don't lead with that, you know. Like that's not what makes JoJo's JoJo's, you know. Well, yeah, no, of course not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I. What I'm arguing as far as like, and 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 then I really think I have to go. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, is that there? It comes back to that point. Like I said, I'm going to give it another try. <laughs> is is that there is a line between, like, if I'm going to watch a magic show, mm-hmm. here's what the structure... Like, what attracts me to watching a magic show. Why magic tends to be the exception towards my fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. sci-fi bias, generally speaking. That doesn't mean that I don't like fan. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings or whatever, mm-hmm. but... uh is that the yeah the actual magic has to have a very there's something about like the the limited range or the very specific range mm-hmm. that, that's what attracts me to that and if it skews to it's a way in which maybe I'm close minded when it comes to that but it's like like I said I like what I like yeah fair enough. it's like the more it skews from that it's just like nah, all right I if I'm going to watch that type of thing mm-hmm. Here's the, I will watch One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, here's batshit crazy shit happening. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, if that's what the primary appeal of the show is, there are shows that I like more where I can get that. Mm, fair enough. But I'll give it another shot. I'll give it another shot. I think that the primary appeal of JoJo's is that it's a really unique way of envisioning the shonen fight. Like okay. It's, it's, okay. Yeah. Like it's not. Because it's not uh, using your power in a way to overpower the opponent, the protagonists always have low power sets, and they go up against people with much higher power sets. Right. And that's always just kind of interesting to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Jamie's stand is uh, Talking Heads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it would uh, appear. What? It would appear. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was a pleasure doing the podcast with you, Earth 2, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for doing this with me. Thank no you for, for uh, accidentally guesting again, Casey. <laughs> <laughs>